0: We need to do more to step up on our mental health funding, as uh, the Honourable Member before mentioned. We need to make sure uh, we are giving our frontline police officers uh, the tools uh, to be supported uh, as they encounter difficult situations. The Prime Minister today in the House of Commons commenting on the death of Constable Shalen Yang in Burnaby yesterday, the Burnaby RCMP constable. Now that comes just a week after, as I was mentioning earlier, after two officers with the South Simcoe Police Service in Ontario were shot and killed while responding to a domestic disturbance in the town of Innisfil, north of Toronto. A joint funeral will be held tomorrow for Constable Devin Northrup, who also worked with outreach and mental health teams there, and Constable Morgan Russell, who was a trained crisis negotiator. And while investigations continue in both Ontario and BC tonight, that two officers working in mental health teams have died in just a week, has to raise questions on a number of fronts. And I think the Prime Minister brought them up. He talked about needing to give them, police officers, the proper support. Are we giving them the proper support to handle these very delicate and sometimes dangerous situations? Uh, to help us with that is Uzma Williams. She's with the Police Studies Program at McCune University in Edmonton and co-author of Police Response to Mental Health in Canada. Thanks for your time tonight.
1: Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me.
0: You've written about this. You know a lot about it. Um, are we doing enough to make sure that officers are prepared for these sorts of situations?
1: Um, we can always do more. I, police officers, when they go to calls, there's, mm-hmm. the majority of their calls deal with mental health. Most police officers, they deal with mental health on a basis. Um, mm-hmm. But like any profession, even with mental health professionals, we can always do more to provide training, to provide education and whatnot. Um, we we don't fully recognize how much danger there is in police work. It might not even be a mental health call. It could just be someone who has very hateful, aggressive behaviors. And so in any call a police officer deals with, there's very big dangers involved with that and yeah,
0: you see them very, I mean, you see the trainees, right? What, what do you tell them about about, uh, about mental health, about having to confront that um, day in, day out, and both just the delicate, the delicate nature of it, also sometimes the danger of it? How do you try to explain it to them?
1: I see trainees, and I also work with active RCMP officers. And what I see happening more and more is that, especially younger recruits, they're more afraid to respond to calls, anything that has to do with ethnicity, anything with mental health. Um, anywhere where there's a video recording because they're scared to get in trouble for their actions. And so I tell them you need to always fault on what you're trained to do. And no, no matter what kind of call you' going to, whether it's mental health or um, just your average domestic violence, whatever it is, you always need to be careful for yourself. with that, once once the situation is controlled, that's when they can deal with the mental health stuff. so we we need to build confidence up in our police officers again. Um, I think as a community, we've started to let our police down. Uh, we, we show a little empathy, a little compassion for what they do. And these are the people that scrape up dead bodies off the roads and whatnot. Um, they're the ones who help yeah. sexual assault victims, young children. And we, we don't do enough to support them.
0: This, uh, yeah, the, the, the what what struck me about yesterday's incident, yesterday's murder, let's call it what it is, and the one that happened last week in Ontario, is that it appears that even though there were trained specialists there to deal with what they perceived could be uh, a mental health issue, that neither of those officers seemed to have had a time to do much. That they were they were essentially attacked upon arrival. We don't know all the details of the case in BC yet, but we do know some of the details of the case north of Toronto. Um, It seems like that's a difficult one to try to, because these are the officers, the officers that you're training to deal with these mental health situations are the ones who get sent out to deal with them. And oftentimes those are very dangerous. They can be very, turn into very dangerous situations very quickly. What do you tell them about that?
1: Well, once again, mental health training does not mean you are safe from danger. And again, because that danger can come from either mental health, it can come from someone who has just hate in them. It doesn't doesn't take away from that potential of violence and danger. And so, again, with with our members, a lot of police officers are being targeted just based on their uniform and nothing more. Um, We always have to just keep raising awareness for our members to um, always always do what they're trained to do and just look out for them more.
0: Do you bring that up at all? That sometimes, uh, and this is—we don't know this to be true in either of the cases that happened recently—but sometimes the uniform itself uh, is 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 what's putting them in danger to some extent.
1: Yes, absolutely. For people, they they—I I think, especially in the last few years, um, people have become more and more uncooperative with police, and that's given them more legroom to feel that they can do what they want to take advantage of people, and they see. Uh, police as government agents and only that they don't see them as um, public servants, as safety members and, and, and just people who are there to help us. Um, right. They see them as targets.
0: What do you tell when you have to go back to work on a day like today or in the last week, we've seen a number of, of, of officers killed in the line of duty. When you have to go back to, to work and speak to either, you know, members, RCMP members or trainees, what do you tell them they must ask you questions about what's happened and how they can what how what they need to know to to be able to do this job properly and also to protect themselves
1: i, I tell them we have to um, it, it's such a sad reality but there's so much danger in what they do they and that's exactly it we just have to acknowledge what it is there's danger at every call that they get and we always just have to be aware of that danger always have to go back to the training they're given in depot or whatever police organization they're from. Um, Their training is number one.
0: Is that training improved? Have you noticed even in the time that you've done this? I know, of course, that you you helped put together that book on police response to mental health in Canada. Have you noticed a greater emphasis on preparing officers to deal with mental health issues?
1: I feel police, they they have a strong response to mental health. Because they deal with mental health so much, they know um, what needs to be done in those situations. There's some individuals trained better than others, but in all calls there is a really strong mental health component. Uh,
0: as a last question, do you think do you think that it should be police responding to these issues? Or do you think there should be some other way of doing this, some other way that might not involve having to use police to respond to these sorts of incidents?
1: Police are very, very important in these responses. I don't think these responses can be done without police. I don't think community social workers or psychologists, they're actually equipped to deal with some of the calls that police officers deal with. When you're dealing with someone who has excited delirium or any sort of propensity for violence, I don't think you can ever accomplish success in that situation without police. Again, with, with the first stance being we need to, when police go in, they need to control that situation Because it doesn't matter, again, if you have mental health or not, that propensity of violence is what needs to be targeted. And once that's done, that's when police can use their mental health tools and whatnot.
0: Well, Elizabeth Williams, thank you so much for your time tonight.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.